Hello and welcome to my podcast, Tits, Tums and All Things Mum. I am your host Lottie and I am here to normalise the normal mum. Think of this as a coffee morning with that one mum friend that is happy to talk about anything and everything, from postpartum sex to toddler tantrums. I am here to empower the modern mum to own the imperfections that come with family life. This is a no-judgment space where my guests and I will be real, candid and unfiltered. So hold on to your knickers, it's going to be a bumpy ride. Hello everyone and welcome back to my podcast, Tits, Tums and All Things Mum. I am so excited to welcome Katie from Scrummy Tummies onto today's episode to chat about baby-led weaning, which is really, really good timing because I am going to be weaning Bailey in two weeks' time when he turns six months, so I can't wait to get the info from Katie. Katie, welcome on the show. How are you doing? Hello, I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Could you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and what you actually do with Scrummy Tummies? Yeah, so my name's Katie. I live in Lincolnshire um, with my husband, Liam, and our little girl, Ella, who has just turned two. Well, she turned two in March this year. Um, She was the inspiration behind Scrummy Tummies. So originally it was a... Weaning blog, so it was called Ella's Weaning Journey, and um, I'd set that up because I was on maternity leave. I needed a bit of a, a focus, a bit of a project. I like to do a bit more than uh, at the time was just being mum, really. Um, so I thought this was a great opportunity to kind of do some research and do a little project. Um, so I set up the Instagram page, and um, we kind of went from there. I started blogging all of Ella's meals, so everything she's had from six months all the way up to 18 months every single day um, is on my Instagram page so I blocked them all. Then it came to uh, March 2020 when the pandemic hit I was due to go back to work and uh, unfortunately I'd I'd lost my job six months before I was working at Thomas Cook as social media manager um, and they unfortunately went bust so Around the time I started weaning Ella was when I lost my job. Um, and then the pandemic hit. So it then meant that um, it was going to be quite a struggle to arrange childcare and um, get back into work. So I decided that I was going to put my all into scrummy tummies. I had all this free time when Ella was napping and at bedtimes because nobody had a social life. We were all at home doing nothing. So I thought if I'm not going to do it now, then I'll, there'll, there'll never be a better time. Um, so I decided I was going to set myself up a website and get all of my recipes on the website. That was kind of like my first task. And um, I did that. And then I realised actually I needed something to pay for this website. So I then released my weekly meal planner. Um, so the weekly meal planner was something that I'd wanted myself because every Sunday I'd write down plans for meals for the week and write down what I needed to get for shopping and it would end up on a scrap bit of paper, I'd then lose it, or get, I'd get the weeks mixed up because I'd had so many weeks written down in a book. Um, so that's kind of how that was born, and, and that was like my first product of, of a few. Um, so Scrummy Tummies was kind of a, 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 a lockdown baby, really, my own lockdown baby. And that's, that's kind of how it started, it's just kind of grown from there. 
Oh, amazing. So many people have kind of started new businesses and new ventures, haven't they, through lockdown. So it has actually, some good has actually come from COVID. Definitely, definitely. Because I, I would never have done that. I would never have had the time. I was always making plans to go to soft play or, you know, just to meet a friend for a coffee. So all of all of those days were getting filled up all the time. And then as soon as lockdown hit, it was suddenly I had this free time and I thought, I'm never going to get this free time ever again. I need to make the most of it um and now I've got any time at all <laughs> trying to do <laughs> exactly. it exactly that's exactly how this podcast was born actually because I was like right I need to do something oh, while really? I have a bit of free time and now I'm like oh no now I'm back yeah. at soft play and everything I'm like okay <laughs> now I've got to squeeze it all in <laughs> it's gonna be fun and another baby <laughs> you got another baby oh, yeah, as well exactly exactly oh it's all good fun but much like starting weaning, when I was kind of thinking about what to ask you, I didn't really know where to start because I feel like weaning is such a minefield and there is so much that I that I could ask and that I want to ask. So let's start from the very beginning. And when would you know that your baby is ready to start baby-led weaning? Okay, so a ba- baby should be around six months old when you start weaning. They need to be able to stay in a sitting position and be able to hold their head steady. So they don't necessarily need to be a sitter, so you don't have to put them on the floor and be able to sit on their own, but they need to be able to sit steady in a high chair, and that's just to keep them safe and they're not slouching because um, that's when you could potentially have a choking hazard. So that's kind of one of the things you need to look out for. They also need to have the hand-eye-mouth coordination so they can see a bit of food on their high chair tray, pick it up, put it in their mouth. So that's the kind of second thing you need to be looking for. And they're probably doing that with teethers or if you gave them a spoon, you'd be able to see if they could you know, pick it up from the high chair tray and put it in their mouth. And then the third thing would be if they can actually swallow food. Um, so if they've lost that tongue thrust and you probably won't, um, necessarily know that until you start weaning or again you could give them a spoon and if they're constantly pushing it out that might necessarily be a sign um, but they're the kind of like the three main things you need to be looking out for to check that your baby's actually ready to be weaned. Yeah because there's all these things isn't there that people say like I've had someone say to me recently like actually it was my mum I think she was like oh, he's always chewing on his hands, that means he's hungry, and like all these other things, you know. Oh, why is he not on solids yet? He should have been on solids ages ago. I was like, mum, you weaned me like 20, 29 years ago. (laughs) Like, things are a little bit different now. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. It's just They're kind of so date, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, they they have changed from generation as well because, you know, our parents they were weaning so much younger than what we were advised to wean now, yeah. and baby led weaning wasn't around yeah. when when they were weaning us. So, I've you know from the courses I've run through lockdown because I ran some eight week courses to help parents weaning through lockdown. A lot of the feedback I was getting from them was they were getting a lot of pushback from. Um, mainly parents and in-laws so you know that that generation above us um, because they were doing baby led weaning and because they were um, giving their children solid food from you know day one and it terrifies parents they 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 just think it's terrifying they think the baby's going to choke but things have 
have changed so much since then yeah um, and it's just having that confidence to be able to say no actually you know it this is a it is a, a way of weaning it's not it's not necessarily the way you have to go down but you know you do have an option of doing the traditional weaning or the baby led weaning or a combination of both some people like yeah. to do a bit of both yeah with my daughter I did a combination of both because I think purely because of lack of education really because I was so desperate to know that she was getting a certain amount of food in her so I would give her you know something baby led weaning I'd give her some finger food and then I would then give her puree afterwards just to know that she's got some food in her but actually it doesn't matter if she doesn't get any food in her food before one is just for fun and it's just knowing that she's trying all the different textures and she's learning and all of those things so with Bailey I am keen to just do baby led weaning with perhaps the occasional bit of puree just for kind of ease when we're out and about Uh, but what is the benefit of baby led weaning over traditional weaning so I found with baby led weaning the benefits I got from it were that we could sit together and eat as a family and we were eating the same things so apart from the first kind of couple of weeks where we did first taste so Ella would just have a piece of broccoli or she'd have a piece of courgette or a piece of um, pepper after those first few weeks she she ate the same as us so for me I could sit down and eat my dinner and she was sitting in the high chair next to me eating her or feeding herself her dinner. So I didn't actually have to do anything. I could actually sit and enjoy my dinner, you know, in peace. Well, not necessarily in peace, but you know what I mean? I didn't have to actually physically do something. Um, yeah. I didn't have to, you know, specifically prepare something for her. So I wasn't having to blend or mash food for her. It was just being, you know, I might, I might have to cut something in a particular way. But, it, you know, I was just doing that as I was serving dinner up. Um, and she was getting a, such a wide variety of foods because she, you know, I wasn't ha- I wasn't having to um, give her, you know, anything specifically for her. She was just having what we are having, and you know, we have different stuff every single day. So she was getting all sorts of, you know, different foods from day one. Really, when I look back mm. and see some of the things that she was eating, I think God, I can't believe she was eating that at six, seven months old. But she mm. was fine, you know, as long as. You're looking at things like the salt content because um yeah. i was before we had ella we would have a lot of jars you know we're both working full time we'd come home you know you know you want to get something made quickly so we just make something quickly with a jar but they do have quite a lot of salt in so when we started when ella started cooking stuff from scratch and um you know we we actually ended up eating a lot more healthily because we're, we mm. were having food that was a bit healthier, less less sugar, less salt, um, and it's just become the norm now. You know, we've made some switches, things like stock cubes. We'd always just buy normal stock cubes, whereas now we buy low salt stock cubes because of the amount of salt they have in them, and that yeah. that's just that will just become a habit now. That's just something we always buy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole cooking from scratch thing now is the one thing that does worry me because obviously I've got two kids. And I don't know what it is about dinner time, yeah. but that is the time when they decide to kick off. And my partner's not home when I'm cooking dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and they're both kicking off, kicking off. I'm trying to cook dinner. So most of the time, it is something very quick and very easy. Either whack it in the oven or like a pre, like a jar sauce or something. And, and I just have to, you know, add it all together. 
so that's the only thing that does worry me so I've been doing my, my homework and I've been like kind of looking up easy-ish recipes that we can all eat and things like that but I think it's just yeah. kind of about being prepared isn't it and doing your meal planner like using your your weekly meal planner and and knowing what's coming up so that you can prepare for it using the slow cooker where possible batch cooking freezing stuff and just being organized which I am not at the moment so I need to sort my I've got two weeks to sort my (laughs) life out and get myself organized before um I start weaning Uh, him but I definitely see what you mean about the the sitting up the table thing because we my my partner and I said this evening because whenever my bottom hits that dining room chair you can guarantee that Bailey will kick off and I end up eating my dinner with him on my lap. So (laughs) if he's in his own high chair eating his own food, hopefully I'll be able to eat an entire hot meal without having to deal with him. So that is one thing that I'm definitely looking forward to. But honestly, I have no idea where to start. What should be introduced first and for how long? Is it a gradual thing or can you just go straight into trying different foods each day? So it's entirely up to you. It's personal preference. There is some scientific evidence to show that if babies are given um, bitter foods early on, then they're more likely to accept them later down the line. So it's normally your, your green vegetables, so things like the broccoli, the courgette, the um, asparagus, um, pepper, anything that's kind of that bitter taste. I started with mm. single green veg, so I did, I think I did 10 days of just one bit of green veg every day. You don't have to do the same same food, so some people think you have to do like broccoli for three days, or you know, you mm. don't have to, you can do a different bit of food every day. The only thing you need to watch out for is when you come to introducing your allergen foods um so things like cow's milk eggs nuts seeds soya they're your high risk allergen food so when you're introducing those if you could just introduce them three days apart Mm. um when your baby's well early in the morning if you can so if they do have a reaction you know you're about with them to kind of keep an eye on them see if anything happens you know Mm. hopefully you'll be absolutely fine but it's just kind of be wary of it and um, introduce small amounts to begin with and then you can kind of increase over time but apart from your allergen foods you 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 can just you can just you know go straight in there depends what works for you and what works for your family if you think actually it's just easier for me if Bailey has exactly what we're having every single night as long as you've cut it um, if you're doing baby led, as long as you've cut it, you know, in a way that he's not yeah. going to choke on it, he can have exactly what you're having. Yeah. But a, a lot of people find that quite daunting. And I think it's quite daunting for them as well to have, you know, a whole plate of food straight away. Yeah. Um, which is one of the reasons why I went down the, the kind of single piece of food. Yeah, I think I'll probably just give him like a piece of veg. Like we're having the veg and he can just have a piece of veg to start off with. Um, and then kind of go on did you start with dinner as your first meal so I did but I actually regretted that 
because I really wanted, I had this kind of idea in my head that my husband would come down home from work and we'd all sit down and have dinner together. But at six months old, Ella wasn't able to wait until six o'clock at night, you know, so she was needing to be fed at half four, I think it was. Mm. So that was too late for her and it was getting her stressed, which was getting me stressed. So to begin with I, I did do dinner and then I think it was after the first taste I thought no this isn't working and I switched to lunchtime and that's actually when I started introducing the allergen foods as well so that kind mm. of worked out quite well um breakfast I think actually if I was to do this all again I would start with breakfast because there's so many things that you, especially if you're doing baby led weaning, that you can give for breakfasts that are quite easy. Mm. Um, things like, you know, toast, Weetabix, shredded wheat, crumpets, banana, or any type of fruit really. Um, all of those things, the porridge, are quite easy to give, healthy. Um, porridge is quite an interesting one when you're doing baby led because if you're if you're doing it. Sh- quite strictly which I I did I didn't I didn't spoon feed Ella anything it's very messy mm. as you can imagine she's got porridge <laughs> in her hair up her yeah. nose in her ears like on the floor it's just everywhere and people say to me how do they how do they feed themselves yeah you know especially at that age because they don't know what to do with a spoon but you just let them get on with it and they find a way <laughs> you know she just licks it off her fingers to begin with yeah um, but yeah, um, so yeah, again, it is entirely up to you. I think but... that's kind of nice though, because it's a bit of a messy play activity then as well, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So they're having they're having fun with it, and um, if the food goes in great, if it doesn't, then you know there's no need to stress about it because it can take quite a long time for a baby led weaning baby to actually eat. A substantial amount of food because they're learning a whole new skill so when you're doing traditional weaning you're putting the food in their mouth so all they have to do is chew, chew and swallow whereas with baby led they need to learn that they've got to pick that food up and put it in their mouth and they've got to learn that they need to repeat that process over and over again so that can take some time yeah yeah Okay, I feel a little bit better about it now, now that I've briefly spoken to you. I think I'm definitely going to go with breakfast because I feel like it's the least kind of stressful time of day for us. Um, So I think it will be better for him as well because he's not grumpy and he's not sad. So it would just be better for all of us. But at what point do you kind of increase from one meal a day to two and so on until you're up to three meals and two snacks a day? So there's no kind of exact guidance on what you need to be at by when. You really need to go by your your baby's lead and every baby is different. But roughly six months is kind of like your first tastes and then going on to your first meal. Seven months if you can get up to two meals and then eight to nine months you're looking at three meals a day and then between 10 and 10 and 12 months so just as you get up to a year you want you want to be aiming for three meals a day plus your two snacks um, and by that point they should have reduced their milk quite dramatically um, when if yeah when they get to around if they're a formula fed baby when they get to under 500 ml of formula you do need to be introducing the the multivitamin um but yeah, that's kind of what, what you need to be aiming for. But mm. 
don't, don't put too much pressure on yourself because they will get there and these are all you know kind of rough guides and you know your baby better than anybody and if they're doing really well you might want to in, you know increase those meals sooner and if if they you know you don't think they're quite ready then you know you can stretch out that bit longer um but yeah kind of 12 months of age three meals a day two snacks is kind of what you're aiming for yeah i don't know what it is like i think most mums probably would be this worried about weaning with their first babies and with Bailey being my second, I really thought that I'd be like, yeah, I've got this. I know what I'm doing. But because he's had reflux, uh, I'm I'm very worried because of that, because of introducing foods and not knowing how they'll affect him. But also, I feel like he's much younger than he actually is because those first few months of him being really poorly have kind of just blurred away. And I don't feel like he he's my he's six months yeah I don't like the thought of him going into his own room in two weeks and weaning in two weeks is just like nope I've already decided he's not going into oh. his own room he's staying with me and uh, uh, just the weaning thing I'm like oh my god my god I can't believe I'm going to be weaning him so the thought of him being oh. on you know three meals a day I'm just like that's mental no it's, it's not happening so <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Those six months go so around. fast, especially the second time around, because yes, you're just... so busy running around after everyone that it's just gone in like the blink of an eye. And I still feel like he's my little newborn. Yeah. And in two weeks' time, I'm going to be giving him food. Yeah. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> there is that fear, isn't there? You're like, you've only ever had milk, and suddenly I'm going to be giving you something that you're going to put in your mouth, or I'm going to put it in your mouth for you. You're like, yeah. how, how do you know what to do? But they do. They just instinctively know what to do. You know, when I first yeah. gave Ella a piece of broccoli, that was the first thing she ever ate, she, she literally just picked it up and put it in her mouth. And I was sat there like, how? How do you know to do that? But they yeah. do watch you. They watch you a lot more than you realise. And they love yeah. to copy, which is why, you know, one of the other reasons I, you know, love baby lead is the fact that chewing they can sit and watch you chew and eat and they will copy and that is such a great way of preventing choking or you know a potential choking hazard mm. is for them to sit and watch you and then copy you chewing and um there's a lady called um kate ball who she runs mini first aid which is a company i work quite closely with actually we run mm. first aid choking courses together and mm. on that course she she always says, you know, it might seem a bit silly and you might feel a bit silly, but really overemphasize that chewing when you're eating your food and almost make a big deal out of it. So your baby can really notice what you're doing and copy you to kind of, you know, potentially prevent any kind of choking hazards because you really want them to chew that food before they swallow it. Um, and that always sticks with me. Yeah, I think that's a lot of people's fears when it comes to baby led weaning is the whole choking thing because my my bella my daughter wasn't she wasn't a gagger so she would just eat everything and just swallow it and she'd never gag but my friend had a little boy and he used to gag on absolutely everything and it used to freak her out because she didn't know if he was gagging or choking and so she kind of hesitated to give him certain foods for such a long time because she was worried that he'd choke on them. 
Um, so I remember giving him his first little tub of grapes when we were when we were out together. Um, and she was like sitting there like, oh, my God, obviously they were cut up like you're supposed to cut grapes. Um, and she was like, oh, my God, this yeah. is so scary that he was absolutely fine. But it's because through throughout his weaning journey, he has always gagged on food. And that is always a fear of mine as well, is the whole choking thing. Um, I'm a nurse, so we ha- I've looked after patients who have come in after having choked on something. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's oh, just a fear scary. of mine. Yeah. But yeah. obviously knowing what to do and definitely yeah. do these courses, yeah. um, these choking courses before you start weaning, because it's definitely worth having that under your belt and knowing exactly what to do if that should happen definitely and understanding the differences between gagging and choking so gagging is actually a good thing because it means that Mm. they are protecting themselves from choking and their gag reflexes are so much further at the front of their mouths than what ours are as adults so it doesn't take much for them to gag and the more they're exposed to that food the further that gag reflex moves to the back of their mouth so the less they will gag but it is so hard, especially if you have got a gagger. Ella was a gagger. She gagged on everything all the time. And I used to have to sit on my hands to stop me from taking the food off her. Because I used to get so panicked that she was going to choke on it that I'd want to take the food off. And I thought, no, sit on my hands. And, you know, mm. just reminded myself that actually she's making noise and she's breathing. So she's not choking. Um, but you're right understanding and knowing Mm. the differences between gagging and choking and what you need to do if you know in the rare occurrence that your baby was to choke knowing exactly what you need to do um is is definite one to do before you start weaning to help build confidence for sure um we do run um as i said before the first aid courses choking courses with mini first aid but there's lots of them out there you can get them normally at your local children's center or sometimes you can even you know have a look on youtube and watch some videos on youtube Um, but yeah it's very good for help build confidence for sure yeah definitely and i definitely think that that helped me with bella because i knew what to do so I was obviously still worried about it, but the fact that I knew what to do if it should happen kind of just gave me that little bit more confidence to leave her if she was gagging to just kind of deal with it on her own. Definitely. But do you have any top tips on products to buy to help with baby-led weaning? I know you do some bits as well. So my absolute favourite product, this isn't one of mine, but my absolute favourite product is a Bibadoo. I love Bibadoo. Have you used a Bibadoo? Did you use one with Bella? No. What's a Bibadoo? Oh, my God. So if you're doing baby... I mean, they're amazing for any type of weaning, but baby led specifically. So a Bibadoo is a bib that comes up around your neck, so it velcros behind your the baby's neck. Um, they do two types. They do short sleeve and long sleeve, and then it goes... Mm quite difficult to explain but basically it goes over the lap and then attaches to the high chair tray so it means if you to drop if your baby's to drop food it goes in the bib in their lap but not on their their clothes so none of their clothes get any food on them whatsoever so i could give ella spaghetti bolognese and put her in a white dress and i'd be 100 confident Mm that she would not get any food on any of her clothes. The only place she's going to get it is her face and her hands. 
The other thing about them is they're waterproof. Oh, we had something similar actually. We had um, we had an Easy Tots tray, and it was like a massive circle that went kind of over the high chair, and then the, and then Bella would wear a bib that had Velcro on it that attached to this big circle, so that all of the mean. food stayed on this big circle thing. Yes. So yes, I can't I think... remember the actual name of it, but is yeah, it, a ti- it all is it stayed tidy top? on there. I know, I know which product you're you're. Oh yeah, tidy to. tots. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what they're called. Yeah, that um, was it, and it was really really good. Yeah. So yeah, they're similar to those. They're kind of like a bit, a bit spaceshipy, aren't they? Like really wide. Those ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. These these they're similar. They they're a lot shorter, so they kind of just wrap around the high chair tray. Um, and they're waterproof mm-hmm. as well. So if they spill water in their lap, I mean Ella would pour a whole cup of water in her lap. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't get wet should stay completely bone dry so they're my number one i absolutely love those i've had Mm -hmm. them since i started weaning ella like six months old and she still uses them now she's two nearly two and a half um she doesn't use them for everything but if she's having a messy meal like pasta bolognese or something like that then um, she still wears them now so yeah they're they're my favorite obviously um a good suction plate so i've recently launched our um food grade silicon suction plates and bowls and the weaning diary so um i haven't spoke about the weaning diary yet but that was something i launched uh, again during lockdown and personally i love it just because it's my baby (laughs) but there's sections in there to track your baby's (laughs) progress um so you can track their first taste two meals a day three meals a day there's a section for allergies so if your baby is reacting to something um obviously then it's not a severe reaction it's you know it's just a mild reaction you want to log it to take it to a gp or health professional then there's a section to track you know what symptoms they had when it happened what they'd eaten um there's a bit around 100 foods before one so if you've not heard of that before um it's to try and introduce 100 different foods to your baby before they turn a year old and it's just a way to um, ensure you're giving baby a variety of food um, and it's a nice little kind of tick, tick box exercise kind of check off every time they've eaten something and there's a few new recipes in there as well so that's um that would be my my other recommendation lovely yeah i'm definitely gonna have to get my hands on those and a bibadoo this thing sounds really good probably get would you suggest getting two of them so that you can kind of wash them and rotate them or are they wipeable so they are wipeable and they've actually just released um a new version of their bibadoo so the old style was wipeable but if you had something like bolognese it would need to go in the washing machine whereas the new fabric they've just Mm. released it wipes to clean a lot easier so so um, they've recently just shared a video of somebody putting baked beans on it and they literally just wipe it off. Um, so I would recommend getting two in case you do need to put one in the wash. Um, so yeah, I'm actually stocking them on my website as well. So you can actually get those on my website um, along with some of my other products. But yeah, they're absolutely brilliant. I love them. Oh, amazing. Definitely going to have to get my hands on those. So what about drinks as well? How and when do we introduce those? So water can be introduced to your little one from six months and they only need to have a little bit with their meal. So just like sips. 
if you can introduce an open cup it's quite difficult it's really messy um but again that's probably where the bibber do comes in handy because if they do spill it it doesn't actually go on their clothes um it is messy but if you can persevere with an open cup it is much better for you know for their teeth um doidy cups have you heard of a doidy cup before yeah 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 they're brilliant so if you can introduce a doidy cup right from the beginning because for those that haven't heard of them they're kind of on a slant so when you're little and they've got little handles so when your little one picks them up there they don't need to tip it too much to actually get the the water into their mouth so they're they're really good if you did want to introduce a sippy cup then just the the cheap basic tommy tippy ones are perfect and do the job there are other ones out there there's the uh, i think it's the munchkin 360 um which is the yeah that's what bella had is it yeah where they have to kind of push their lip on it's a little bit harder for them to navigate but it doesn't take that long um but yeah just offer it alongside mm. the meals um it, it from six months it doesn't need to be boiled um before six months it does need to be boiled and cooled before giving it to make sure it's sterilized but after six months it doesn't need to be Perfect. Um, as you know, I'm feeling very anxious about weaning, but what would you say to mums like myself that are feeling anxious about it? Just to not put too much pressure on yourself because it, it, it is a long process and they're not going to learn, if you're doing baby led specifically, they're not going to learn how to feed themselves You know, in a couple of days or even a couple of weeks. It can take you know some babies quite some time to to learn how to do that so don't put too much pressure on yourself if the anxiety is around the choking which a lot of people that is what the anxiety is then as we said before get yourself on a course or you know see if you can um have a look at the differences between gagging and choking and what you need to do in the event that your baby was to choke just to kind of give yourself some confidence I found for the first few times that I gave Ella food that if I was around other people that made me more confident um, just in case anything was to happen I wasn't there on my own thankfully you know nothing did happen but just to kind of give you that bit of confidence as well yeah I think most of my anxiety is about actually knowing what to give him because I'm not very experimental with food and we kind of tend to have very samey things every week because it's just easy so it's just the thought of like having to cook new things and what to give him and all of these things I think that's a massive part of my anxiety about it and also having the time to prepare all of this kind of fresh food and nice food but I think yeah it's just a case of being organized isn't it yeah the only thing they can't have really is honey so they can't have honey until they're over a year old um things that are choking hazards are things like whole nuts so if you were going to give nuts just to ground it or have it in you know a nut butter um but anything else they they can have the same as what you're having so if if you and um your partner are having dinner tonight you could put something aside to give to bailey the next day so you're not then he's he's having the same stuff as you but not necessarily at the same time um so you could i don't know say you're having you know some spaghetti bolognese tonight you could put a little bit of to the someone side to give him tomorrow lunchtime and so then that's prepared for you already and you know if you want to eat a bit later you don't necessarily have to try and fit it all in um batch cooking as you said is brilliant um really really good so you can just Mm. you know things like 
mashed potato i know it sounds silly but if you've made some mashed potato and you've got loads you know even if you've got a little bit left over because you know they're only babies you only need a little bit freeze a little portion and then when you come to give yeah. baby something you can put a little bit of unsalted butter in with the mashed potato pop it in the microwave and that's his mashed potato sorted so try and think of um when you're cooking if you've got anything left over how can i save it or you know can i give this to Bailey, things like snacks for Ella. I know it sounds really silly, but if we'd have dinner one night and we had some peas left over, I'd put it in a pot in the fridge and she, I'd give that to her the next day as a snack. That's a snack sorted. It's one less thing I need to worry about. Um, yeah. So it's just kind of thinking of little things like that to try and make your day easier because you're right, there's so much to fit in. And when you start weaning, not only are you weaning, but you're also still either breastfeeding or bottle feeding. So you're, you're just feeding pretty much all day yeah. long, food, food or, or milk. It feels like it's relentless. <laughs> and you've got a toddler as well. So, you know, trying to fit it all in, yeah. don't put too much pressure on yourself. You know, they only eat tiny amounts anyway at that age. So, you know, even if you, you did give them something that maybe had a bit more, you know, salt in that maybe you'd want to give, they're going to eat such a tiny amount of it. Yeah, yeah. I think I... I definitely put too much pressure on myself and even with Bella when I was weaning her I wanted to make everything from scratch and like make croquettes with vegetables and I made loads of different you know the pinwheels I made them with all different toppings on them and had them in the freezer and egg muffins with different toppings and things like that and I just had everything in the freezer and I, I could then because I only had one child but now I'm like, oh, how on earth am I going to yeah. do that again? But I guess you don't have to do all of those things. I mean, it's nice no. if you can, when you get a minute, make some things to put in the freezer. But it is just as simple as kind of putting some bits aside and making sure you've got something in there. Definitely, definitely. And, like you know, they, they again, they're only eating tiny amounts to begin with. So even if they just have a little bit off your plate, you know a bit of a bit of potato or a bit of vegetable yeah, or you yeah. know some fruit um you know your breakfast doesn't have to be you know three items you know breakfast could just be in the early days it could just be a banana you know that might be enough for your for your baby to begin with yeah yeah i think it's going to be fine we'll be all right <laughs> i feel much better after talking to you yeah, anyway we'll be fine you've done it before <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh god it's so much... oh you will be absolutely it's so fine. different the first time round though because you've got just one child so you can just literally sit there and watch them eating whereas this time <laughs> it's like oh i've got to deal with a toddler as well yeah. this is going to be fun uh, yeah, I'm hoping, I'm actually hoping that weaning Bailey is going to make my toddler eat better because she is very, very, very fussy. And I'm hoping her seeing him eating such a wide range of different foods, she's going to want to join in and she's going to want to try them as well. Definitely, definitely. I bet that will happen 100%. Because also, with with um, weaning, when you offer food and they reject something... It can take up to 10 times before they will actually accept a new food or a new taste or a new texture. So something that she's probably rejected many times up till now, or she might have had when she first started weaning and then has started rejecting since she's become a toddler, because that's exactly what my daughter's done. Mm. She'll probably see him eat it and she'll probably <laughs> eat it and love it. 
Yeah, exactly. That's what she does. But the thing is, she won't try. So if she, if for some reason, for some miracle, she decides to actually try something that she thinks that she doesn't like, then she's like, oh, actually, it's quite nice. And then she'll eat it from then on. <laughs> but it's actually getting her to try it in the first place is the battle with her. Yeah. Yeah. And it's very similar to my little girl, Ella. So she won't, she won't, she's exactly saying there's some things that she's suddenly decided that she's eaten since she was six months old, suddenly decided in the last few months, I don't want to eat that. But if she sees daddy eat it, oh <laughs> no, now I want to eat it because daddy's eating it. <laughs> so I bet it'll be exactly the same. As soon as Bailey starts eating it, it'll be, oh. <laughs> yeah i really hope so because i'm so done with her asking for chicken nuggets and chips every single night i'm like no you're not having chicken nuggets <laughs> and chips and then if i put something else on her plate she's like no not eating it it's not chicken nuggets and chips <laughs> like oh my god you can't eat chicken oh, nuggets and chips every day so yeah toddlers such fun <laughs> Anyway, this is a question that I ask all of my guests when they come onto my show, and that is, what is your most embarrassing hashtag mum life moment? Oh, okay. So, Ella was just about to turn one, and we booked a photo shoot. It was one of those cake smashes for her. And it was a new photographer we'd not been to before. Oh, yeah. And we, Liam, my husband, booked to have work. And you know when you have one of those mornings where you have to plan everything to a T to make sure they're napped, to make sure they're dressed in their new clothes just before you leave the house. And like, everything went perfect, like as perfect as it could possibly mm-hmm. go. Till we got there. So we got there <laughs> and the lady wasn't there. I'm like, okay, we got the wrong day, we got the wrong time. Anyway, it turns out that unfortunately her little girl was poorly and she had to pick her up from school and she wasn't able to be there and she just didn't get a chance to ring us. So anyway, I went home and rebooked it and the next time we went to go, it was the complete opposite. Everything went wrong. She did a nap. We were trying to get out of the house and we were running late and everybody was stressed. And Anyway, we got there, had some photos taken everything was going okay it was a it was there was a bit of tension in the room I think because of the confusion that had happened before and um it came to the end and she said I'd really like to get some pictures of Ella in a in a roll top bath you know one of those little tiny ones they have for photo shoots and I was like okay I'm a little bit nervous about this because Ella has a habit of pooing in the bath and I said this to the lady, like, I'm really nervous about this because she does like to poo in the bath. You know, she said, no, 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 absolutely fine. I've been doing this for seven years. I've never once had a baby poo in my bath. Okay, fine. So we get her in and then she chucks in these beautiful, like, pearlescent um, ball pit balls. Ella's blowing bubbles, taking loads of gorgeous photos. And then all of a sudden I start to see some brown balls appear in the bath next to her gorgeous palace and ball pit balls and Ella had gone for a poo in the bath and I was just like oh my god I'm so sorry she's just pooed in your bath oh my god honestly it was so embarrassing (laughs) and she wasn't she wasn't but the question is did you get photos of that no I wanted them how weird is that I actually wanted them because what a story what a story (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I'm not exactly going to have them on the wall in the house, but I it'd know. be quite nice, wouldn't it? I would have got them too. <laughs> I think we might have got a few poo faces, though. Yeah, I would have definitely got those photos. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Yeah. These kids, so... they always just ruin these perfect moments that you try and set up for them, don't they? I oh, remember I doing a cake smash for Bella for her six-month kind of birthday. Yeah. And um, it was just like a little tiny cupcake that I'd made, and she just had the biggest tantrum. So I've just got <gasps> photos of her with like chocolate round her face and then one of her laying on the floor having like a screaming fit <laughs> on the floor I was like oh my goodness oh. and then Hello. I did um a cake smash fo- photo session for one of my friends um for her little girl's first birthday yeah and she became scared of the cake and wouldn't oh, go no. near it because what? she was scared of getting messy. So my my daughter was smashing the cake to pieces when it wasn't even her cake smash. <laughs> and um, my friend's little girl was just scared of the cake. Oh, bless her. <laughs> they, never, they never live up, do they, when you want them to? But I bet if you'd put a cake in the living room that day, they'd have gone straight in. Exactly, I know. <laughs> These kids, eh? They do like to keep us on our toes. Oh. But it's a hilarious story, though. Oh, <laughs> I wish you'd got the photos so you could show them to me because I bet that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good one for Instagram, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, on that note, please could you tell us where we can find you online? Yes, so I'm on. I'm mainly on Instagram, to be honest. So on Instagram at Scrummy Tummies or Facebook, um, or you can go to my website. That's where all my recipes are, all my products, um, which is www.scrummytummies.com. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on today. You have really eased my mind about weaning, and I'm sure you'll be helping so many of my listeners with weaning as well. So I really appreciate you coming on. Oh, thank you so, so much for having me. I've had such a good time speaking to you. And if you need anything at all with weaning, please just let me know. Oh, thank you so much. It was lovely speaking to you. And you. See you later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please subscribe, download and leave me a review. Find more mum life moments over on Instagram at a little bit of Lottie. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on next week's episode. <laughs>